If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans discuss the best and worst horror movies of all time. And then we have a bloody old chinwag about it. Uh, my name's Ben Errington, and I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conjuric-Turner. Hello, Ben. Just the two of us today. Just the two of us, yeah. That's uh, how we like it. Sorry, I don't mean that, Luke. I'm only joking. Uh, Luke's been got by uh, Michael Myers. Uh, yeah. Apparently. I don't know. That's what I've heard. A rumour, at least. We'll find out whether that gets retconned in a different timeline and he's back for a normal episode next week or not. Who knows with these films which bits you carry forward, which bits you don't, which bits you don't officially carry forward but reference to minefield. It's, it definitely is a minefield. Also, multiverses are all the rage at the moment, so maybe there's a, a multiverse version of Luke, you know? A multiverse version of this podcast and this episode where, I don't know, it's me and Luke discussing it and you're not here. Who knows? Or just Luke. <laughs> <laughs> or just Luke and special guest Mike Myers. I mean, uh, the possibilities are a number of universities. The, there is a world where that is that is happening, where Luke and actor Mike Myers yeah. host this podcast. It's happening right now. Uh, so there we go. We're doing a bonus ode. It's been a it's been a little while since we did one of these, um, but this is a new type of bonus ode where we're going to do a franchise ranking slash countdown. Of all the movies of a famous horror franchise, and um, we thought, what better place to start just before Christmas than with uh, Halloween? Yeah, Halloweeny. Indeed. Uh, Indeed. Although that, you know, that being said, in our defence, we thought about doing this around Halloween, but it's a busy time of year. Oh, such a busy time of year, yeah. And then we thought, oh, if we do it too close to Halloween, you know, we want to be uh, against the grain, if you like, you know, do it for yeah, you... do it for Christmas. You don't, you don't, you don't come to the horror hangout, especially not the bonus episodes, because you want the same as everyone else has. You're like a yeah. different, you're like, yeah, you're, like, you're like a different cut of cloth. <laughs> a different yeah. cut of cloth. So this is obviously off the back of Halloween Kills, which we reviewed in October. Was it October? October. Yeah, it was Halloween-ish, wasn't it? Halloween-ish. Like a week, or, week or two before Halloween, it came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think we worked out that I'd seen pretty much all the Halloween movies, needed to catch up with a couple of them. You'd seen pretty much all of them and needed to catch up with a couple of them as well. Luke wasn't too sure which ones he had and, and hadn't seen. So we thought, let's try and do a little countdown so we can try and see... I guess it'd be interesting to see what the similarities in the lists are between ours. Also, patrons listening to this, um, or anybody who's listening to this, watching it on YouTube, tell us what your favourite Halloween movie is and why. Because I'm sure it's going to be different. It's a point of contention, I think. Because especially when Halloween Kills was released, I saw a lot of people talking about certain films that they held dear and other films which they completely disregarded. Some I was a little bit like, hey, what? No way. Like, Season of the Witch gets a lot of love, which is good. Um, and H2O, I think, recently has been getting a little bit of love. I've yeah, seen. I was surprised. This is one I rewatched. But they went through the whole series, in fact, um, with the exception of the newest ones, because they were quite fresh in the mind already. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't dislike H2O. I think it has a lot going for it. I mean... How you rank it will depend on if you're a Ladies Love Cool James man or whether you're a Buster Rhymes man, I guess. But um, yeah, and it's those distinct, <laughs> it's those distinct categories you fall into. Yeah. There are Love two cool types James of people man. in this world: a Cool James or a or a Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Also, interesting to see the the difference of masks between between each movie because you know it's a pretty simple design, really. It's a William Shatner spray painted white, essentially. Uh, and the fact that they look so staggeringly different in almost every instalment is quite impressive, I think. Yeah, I think the starkest change, and we'll come to it, is when it comes back in number four. Yeah. And it's like a pris- it's like the if you were to buy this Halloween costume, it would be like <laughs> it would have like a uh, a non copyrighted name when you picked it up. It would be like oh yeah, it would be Mr. Like, Shake. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Scary Halloween Mechanic. Scary Seasonal Mechanic. Mike, <laughs> Michael the Scary Seasonal Autumn Mechanic. Could they even get away with Michael? Would it be Matthew the Scary Seasonal Autumn Mechanic? <laughs> yeah, I reckon that's what it would be. That's what he looks like in Halloween 4. Yeah. But, what, um, I, what I do appreciate about Michael Myers throughout this franchise is his commitment to his brand. You know, Because we're supposed to think he's a bit of a thoughtless killing machine. But in terms of brand guidelines, he sticks quite regimentally to the mask and the overalls. He's never he never just turns up in a hoodie. Yeah, that's true. He does. He I think he's definitely watching this series as quick, especially in quick succession, as we did around the Halloween period to get through and see the whole series, so I could make comparisons. You're right. Very very strong branding in even the Rob Zombie ones where he's out of his things, his first oh, mission yeah. is, right, got to get into costumes. Slightly different. Uh, slightly different with Rob Zombie, actually, because I think there is a moment where he's got some level of hood on, right? In number two. He's, he's, he very quickly tries to get into a diff- in, into his into okay. his standard gear as he goes along. Um, the other thing you get from Mike Myers as you go through this, obviously unusual given his namesake and his famous work as sexual tyrannosaur um austin powers long big incel energy comes from <laughs> comes from uh, yeah. this mike myers in this one definitely yeah 100 percent um and also it, i think we discussed virgin energy but there's one of these installments which pretty much confirms he's got a kid right yeah you see we'll, we'll come to it because i'm pretty sure it's going to be low on both of our lists but i'm not sure whether in this thing where they're <laughs> making him have 
sex with his niece or is someone is is one of the scientists in a deleted scene when they've captured him is someone's job wanking off michael myers so they can artificially inseminate artificially inseminate people with him oh i've had a tough day at work don't talk to me about it all right don't talk to me about it. what you've been oh. doing just wanking off oh, a psychopath. Yeah, just been wanking off Mike Myers all day. <laughs> all day as well. All day. How long's it taking? Oh, God's sake. It's a full, full time, full time job. They're trying to genetically engineer pure evil. Yeah. So, um, can be difficult. There you go. Uh, so, obviously, there are 12 installments in this franchise. Um, we could have waited until Halloween ends and done a nice complete thing, but I know. Halloween ends will come out, and then the week it comes out, we'll we'll find out about a new, a new yeah, reboot. It isn't. It isn't going to end. <laughs> it ain't going to bloody end. I mean, he had, he had his head lopped off in H two O, and we just just believed the next time. Well, actually, it was someone else. It was just a different so, man. Karate chopped him in the throat and put a put a mask on him so he couldn't <laughs> couldn't tell yeah. on him. So specific. Okay, so. In terms of the list, what we're going to do is we're going to start at the end of the list, ranking um, like a countdown, I guess. Um, discuss a film like when it first appears on either of our lists, um, and obviously we'll just skip over once the repeated films start appearing, if that makes yeah. any sense. Sounds a bit complicated now, I've said it out loud. Um, It'll make sense as we get to it, guys. You'll, it makes you'll, sense. you'll catch on. Yeah, but we'll, I guess what we'll, we'll touch on as well is like obviously when the, when the film was released and what timeline... It exists within because there are a couple of timelines going on um some that obviously newer movies have retconned older older timelines as well so yeah so we're going to start right at the bottom of the list i think we'll look at the list in full at the end but yeah should we go for your number 12 first yeah i will tell you that my number 12 is 1995's halloween the Curse of Michael Myers, which I believe is six, Halloween six. Halloween six, yeah. They they got rid of the numbers on this version. Halloween four and Halloween five had numbers, but Halloween six has just gone, hang on a minute, are we getting a bit confused? So, yeah, just Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Interestingly, when I noticed the release date of this film, it's like just before Scream came out and kind of like completely rewrote the rules the rule book for slashes. Yeah, that's probably why the rule book needed rewriting, I would imagine, as well. And this one, we just touched on it. This is the one where we have, um, there's a baby that he's after, and it's the baby that he's had with his niece, who was a really interested and good character in 4 and 5, and they Mm -hmm. kind of write it off that she's been missing for 10 years, impregnated with a Michael Myers baby, has a baby and then is killed off in the first bit. I mean, highlights, of course, Paul Rudd makes an appearance. Charming man. Not aged a day since he was in this film. No. But, um, yeah. Maybe he's aged half a day, but not a day. Yeah. Not a full day. Yeah. Might need a shave <laughs> now. Like it's getting towards the afternoon, but yeah, he's still looking good. <laughs> so, in terms um, of my rewatch, this was one that I've seen before, but for this batch of like rewatches, I guess. I didn't even bother because I think I was I was all Halloweened out by the time it happened. I think I watched all I watched all the ones I hadn't seen up until Halloween, up until the fir- actual thirty first of October, and then about two weeks later, I thought I've got to watch number six, and then I kind of thought I'm kind of over it. <laughs> Do I, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I can go back and watch it because I remember not enjoying it. So I mean, if I remember enjoying it, it would have been a completely different 
But the fact is, it kind of takes the mythology of Michael Myers and completely upends it, introduces some very questionable stuff with... Um, just a cult that really want. This is the cult that whose job it is to wank off Michael Myers and impregnate people with yeah. it to get the ultimate evil baby. I got a job in a cult. Oh yeah, what is it? Don't don't ask. Um, the so, things they do to be initiates. The cult. Something to do with a thorn. <laughs> Something to do with like a thorn. Yeah. The, was... the thorn is a bad thing. It means that you know it's something to do with like pagans and so on. Someone's there, just like. Come on, I'll be in the inner circle any day now. Just got to put up with this a little longer. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Um, I just remember this one being really boring. Um, pretty much like Dr. Loomis, isn't it? Donald, Plen- John- yeah, Donald Pleasance, isn't he? He's still, right. he's still picking up a check. His last movie, his last movie in the Halloween franchise, just feels like a bit of a bummer in terms of like how you say goodbye to that character in this. Um, so yeah, disappointed. Paul Rudd is all right, isn't he? He's in it. Yeah, Paul Rudd's Paul Rudd's fine. He's um, Tommy, isn't he? So, oh, of course, he's Tommy. Yeah, so Tommy. He's in who... one of the. He's in one of these timelines. So, have you been looking into this, Ben? Is this in the same timeline as the original? E... Oh God, interesting. You say that. I, you think I should have researched this particular moment? Um, so I think. It does something similar to 2018, where it retcons three. I mean, you can't really retcon. So um, it must assume it. that four and five happened because the niece is four and there five definitely the happened. Yeah, so I think this this one goes from. No, actually, I think this is within the same timeline from the original. So Halloween to two to three. Well, not really three. Halloween to two to four to five <laughs> to six is like the official that's the official lineage isn't it that's the official so that's the original that's the original run that they consider and th- would this be the end of that original run or does no h2o falls into that as well so it's like no h2o doesn't so h2o follows on from two okay so yeah. that's a, a branch of the timeline yeah that's what uh, this is where this was. this is where this one ends exactly yeah there we go uh yeah so just what a way for it to end dodgy mask uh, a moment where, like, Rob Zombie... Sorry, not Rob Zombie. I'm li- literally looking at Rob Zombie's face. That's why I said that. A moment where Michael Myers, like, stops being a mindless killing machine by, like, some stones being... Like, a circle of stones around him. As if that, like, breaks the possession slash curse or something. Do you remember that? I don't even remember that bit <laughs> now. It really, it really... It really... It just was a lot of... A lot of things happening. There's a cult. There's... Loomis tries to have a chat with him and talk him down at some at some portions of the previous one. It looks like there might be a way to reach for him, but what the, the real solution is, is Paul Rudd absolutely shooting him full of tranquilizers and then beating shit out of him with a baseball bat. That's how we that's how he goes down. Have it. And is that how it ends pretty much with him? Yeah, pretty much. So they, he's not, they just they just go. So he's not dead. It's not like yeah, just, he's definitely, definitely dead. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's a bit of a, a a damp squib for the to finish isn't it it's a bit like it's run out of steam it feels like it's picking up a new angle but doesn't really go very far and i feel it really undercuts the value of some characters that have been built up really strongly like it's a poor ending for the loomis character who could have gone out in much more style in any number of other installments Hmm. um 
yeah, although, you know, an interesting direction that they are picking up some of the old characters from the original story, now adults, that they would then lean into so heavily in the likes of Halloween Kills as Hoovering well. Hoovering them up, realising yeah. that this franchise hasn't really got anything going for it in terms of characters apart from, like, four people. So it's just going back and going, right, who can we have? This person yeah. nobody cares about. Um, I think there's a lot to enjoy from like i think four five and six as a trilogy kind of has its merits i think if you just watch four five and six it's got some stuff going for it obviously six is definitely the weakest um but yeah i don't think you should disregard it as that i guess you'd call it the story of um the niece what's her name jamie yeah i Um, think that's for me that that for me is why i didn't like six as much because it kind of throws that character away a little bit like she is in it for what the first 15 minutes like she yeah. gets got really early on then paul rudd finds the baby and goes i'll keep this i'll keep this baby finders keepers losers weepers see you later um, yeah, you get yeah. weeping michael but um <laughs> you get weeping um so obviously the, the actress who plays jamie is is great she's great in four she's great in five and obviously just to kill her off is is bloody disappointing her name is what's her name Daniel Harris that's it yeah and you know probably one of the better bits when she returns in another timeline later oh yeah of course there we go okay so that's my number 12 as well so I guess now we're moving on to number 11 go your number 11 Ben see if we're the same or different go for that so I've gone for Halloween 2 uh but the 2009 Rob Zombie Halloween 2 Ah, uh, uh, maybe we're, we're a little different in that one. I'll tell you what mine is when we come to it. But right now, um, my Halloween Halloween two for me is only slightly higher up at eleven. So let's let's get into it. Okay, so Halloween two uh, is just if if number if Halloween six is boring, Halloween two is just like nonsense. I find <laughs> this it's just like so much mad stuff sort of happening. It's a different actor playing um, Michael Myers as a kid, so that's like kind of jarring. Yeah, um, especially as films that see that want to be so closely linked together. It's yeah, it's, it's only two years later. I mean, what happened? Did the kid like gr- grow to like six feet tall yeah, in those grow, two years? Grow a foot or two. Yeah, and obviously you got um, what's her name? What is her name? Sherry Zombie. Sherry Moon Zombie. Sherry Moon Zombie. It didn't sound right because didn't say the moon bit. Michael as, as Michael's as, mum, who's like so minor in the rest of the movies. The fact that they've made her like a such a huge prominent figure in this movie is kind of silly. And obviously the horse. Yeah, it's the horse stuff that 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 gets me in this one. And I know that there's it's a nice way to try and put some deeper meaning into it and try and get some explanation. Yeah, but I don't know. It feel it feels like it's beating you over the head with it the whole time and flogging a dead horse. Is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess it's dead, dead. And also, Sherry Moon Zombie is mom from everything we see for the number one. Yeah, nothing wrong with her. She was dead nice. I don't know why. She, I, I'm, I know that she's a she's a part of. I don't know actually because is she a figment of Michael's imagination? Because she also appears to, uh, you know. Uh, this, appears this is another one to, i didn't i didn't rewatch yeah. this this time around this so my memory of this is quite foggy yeah it's 
I don't know. I think I have a problem with this one. This the problem I have with this, it goes across both of the of the Rob Zombie ones. And we mentioned it in another episode as well. My, my problem with Resident Evil when we when we watched that in last week's main feed episode. I need a little bit of difference in 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 the characters. The problem I had with Resident Evil was that everyone is a bit of a dude and is a bit crap at their job and no one is just professional and good. In yeah. this one, it's that everything has to be a little bit seedy and a little bit grotty. Yeah, um, a little bit a little abusy. A little bit edgy. Yeah, and yeah, a little bit abusive. Like there isn't anyone that probably doesn't belong on the sex offenders register in, in the entire... <laughs> In the entire thing, um, yeah, and then much. like even even Laurie's character, who's uh, Laurie, I was reaching for that name because it feels so much of a departure from the Laurie Strode character. She now is oh, it's bizarre teetering on the edge of insanity all the time. You know, led to to the ending of this movie where she also sees Sherry Moon Zombie, who she would have never remembered meeting, no, never have met. She's um, in the barn, is that right? Yeah, she's yeah. in the barn, and she goes, oh. You, you should be a lunatic now as well. And then I'm not sure, does she get shot? I don't blacked it out. Does she get shot at the end or whether she's just captured? I but it's that. definitely implied that, oh, you're a Michael Myers now as well. And I can see <laughs> what you're doing. I can see what you're going for. I'll yeah. defend to the death your right to do it, but it didn't work for me. And a bit like other things, the things I have a problem with this franchise, it's less so. So I think, especially when we look at these lower numbers on the list, it could feel like we're being very critical and some people might go, well, you're disrespecting the franchise, Andy. It's not. Like, I actually think you should have more respect for your franchise when you're adapting it and just making characters take massive left turns and making everything <coughs> grim and horrible. Yeah, It just makes I, it a less enjoyable watch. I couldn't I, watch this for fun. I had to keep being reminded that Laurie Strode was Laurie Strode. And every time I thought, oh, that's Laurie Strode. Oh, Yeah. And I always had a moment where I was like, what? It just doesn't, it just didn't seem right to me. Really just, it really didn't. Um, and obviously the cast, cast is, is obviously got the classic, the standard Rob Zombie people. Malcolm McDowell as Loomis. I think he's fine. Yeah. Uh, Brad Dorif, obviously we covered. Oh, Chucky recently. himself. Oh, Ch- Mr. Chucky with his child's play. Uh, Tyler Maine as Mike Myers is like a big imposing force, a uh, serious unit of a man. You probably couldn't knock him over if you ran at him. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big, he's a big Mike Myers. And, and you know, in its defence, it has some brutal, brutal kills in it. Like the bit in the the strip club, yeah. it's terrible. Like it, I mean, as a as a visceral piece of cinema, it's very well made, but it's just not a pleasant watch. <clears throat> Reminded me of Halloween Kills in a way where it felt aimless at times. Felt like that with this one, if I remember right. But yeah, that's yeah. my that's my number eleven. Um, so I'm assuming you, so you've put that slightly higher. So that, that means you've got what at number? It's 11? my number. It's my number ten. So we're about to okay. rattle through that quickly. Anyway, my number eleven was 2002's Halloween Resurrection. It's only been he's only gone and been resurrected. He has been Michael resurrected for reality it, TV, like the rest of us. In this image that I've got here alongside, I mean, you can't see it at the moment, but Michael Myers, when he's looking through the window at the back of Laurie Strode's head, you can see too much of his eyes. Yeah. Usually there's like just black holes, essentially. You can see, you can see the you see, his little, see his little face in there. Little people. Maybe, it, maybe that's the guy that, maybe it isn't Mike Myers. That's the guy that gets blown up in Halloween too, on his way to his Halloween party again. Yeah. 
He's like, I've had enough. So obviously the big thing about this movie is that they killed off Laurie Strode within the first what? She's in the opening scene, right? She had yeah, 10 yeah. minutes. She has a tra- trap for him. But then, oh, Michael Myers, you think you get used to it. Like his his best trick when he's not killing someone is to, like when someone's got him, he like does the puss in boots eyes. He like goes, oh, I've got you, Michael. And he's like... Oh, please, please. I'm just, a little, I'm just a little boy. I'm so. I'm just misunderstood. Please don't kill me. We are related, after all. Would you kill someone you're related to? You're evil. And then they. God oh, bless it... us, everyone. And then, she, then she then she pauses for a second. Then he goes, ah, sucked in. And then he gets you. her. You think after this has happened like four times or something, probably to Laurie Strode, that she go? No, I mean I know she. Fool does. me, fool me eight times, Michael. Shame on you. <laughs> ten or more times. <laughs> Shame on yeah. There we go. So obviously the the crux of this movie as well that is the the, the reality TV thing. Dangertainment. Entertainment. Tyra Banks and Buster Rhymes are checking out some Dangertainment. All up in your business. All up in your business. Uh, who else is in this movie? Just um, I've got the list here. So um, Buster Rhymes. Uh, Katie Sackhoff, Thomas. Oh, Katie Ian... Sackhoff, she's in. Oh, Mandalorian. Thomas Ian Nichols. So, um, the American Pieman, one of the not not the Pieman, but um, the guy in American Pie. Oh, whose yeah. Girlfriend is Tara <laughs> Reed. American Pieman. I thought you were like what from Hereditary? <laughs> the American <laughs> Pieman. Oh yeah, I remember that American Pieman. Good. Yeah. Good so he is in it as a pervy man. Um, yeah. This strays to. It strays too much into like teen horror, bad teen horror te- territory, you know, which I guess is not a territory that Halloween has ever really been in, like teen horror, H2O, I guess, to a degree. Well, yeah, pretty much. But this just feels, it feels like such a cookie cutter teen slasher movie. Um, and as a sequel to H2O, I just always found it to just be naff and obviously Everyone talks about the Buster Rhymes scene with 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 Michael Myers because Michael Myers like tilt his head look while he's looking at him as if to say, "What are you playing yeah, at?" Man? They have two great scenes together. Um, one where basically Buster Rhymes, who is dressed as Michael Myers, bollocks him. He's already dressed as him oh, once, yeah. and he comes up and goes, "What are you doing? You meant to be at the back door, giving him a scare. Go on." And exactly Michael Myers the same. is like, "I'm going to do." Fuck off out of it. Get out the back then. <laughs> and Michael Myers is like, wah, wah. And like, wah, just kind of goes. Puppy dog eyes. Never been told off. That's what he needed. Maybe if his mom, Jerry Moon yeah. Zombie, had told him off a little bit more, wouldn't be such a wrong one. Go, like, a, like a dog, you need to assert some level of dominance over him so he knows yeah, that his behaviour is not acceptable. And then um, when they meet again, he karate kicks him. Yeah. Does he knock him to the floor? Yeah, it knocks him out. So he... <laughs> Jesus. It's pretty. It's pretty much what like puts us, like, helps them in their escape at a key moment, and we know that's given credibility in the movie because early in the film we see Buster Rhymes watching some Bruce Lee movies. So it's not just uh, like you or I doing a karate kick on him. We we haven't been trained in karate, no. but Buster Rhymes watches a lot of Bruce Lee movies. Chekhov's, so... Chekhov's Bruce Lee movie. Yeah, so it's like ah, oh, I've got that skill. I've watched it. <laughs> I've got that skill. Hiya. Uh, yeah. I was trying to say who directs this. Not, I don't. Does it matter? Rick Ro- <laughs> Rick Rosenthal. Rosenthal. Is he directed another one? We're gonna see. 
Uh, he directed Halloween 2 and then went on to direct Halloween Resurrection. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what? Like, oh, Rick Rosenthal also stars as the professor. Um, okay. And it, I don't remember a professor in there. I'm guessing there's just one, like a cameo in the, when at the uni. Yeah, yeah, so, I, yeah. I see what you mean, Ben. It's got that teen, it's got the teen slasher energy to it. Um, it's got kind of like grubby, lower budget kind of that horror element to it. It does feel like a bottle episode of a TV show where they don't want to spend that much. They're all in this one undecorated house that they're that they're milling around in. It reminded it kind me of washes of... over you. Like the reality TV horror. I don't know. I just find it. Uh, Saw. Is it Saw 2 when they go a bit reality TV horror? Yeah. In it? Yeah, Saw where, they're in, where they're in like a little, they're in a little house. Yeah. A bit like House on Haunted Hill remake as well, where there's somebody filming mm. constantly. I don't know. Just. I remember never really be, being a huge, huge fan of this one. So that one is. So that's your number 11. And it's it my number to, 11. Happens to be my number 10. And if number oh. if your so if your number ten is Halloween two the Rob Zombie one, that's a nice, nice, nice little little, that's all tidied up and we're at number nine for both of us. Yeah, do you want to do you want to go for your number? I don't even know whose turn it is. I can tell you um, <laughs> that my number nine is the first Halloween by your friend of mine, Robert Zombie. That's your number nine. Okay, so I was it's my number list. nine. Okay, your friend of mine, uh, Mr. Robert Zombie. Uh, so that one. Is a bit. I've I've ranked that a little bit higher. I say a little bit. Like I guess quite a way higher. But we'll discuss oh, it for now before I reveal the number. Um, yeah, this is again. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's the one like the best of the franchise. But I kind of enjoyed the the like attempt. I guess to be a very different. I think it's a solid adaptation. It takes a lot from the original and just expands on it. Seeing Michael as a kid is a bit strange, especially before he's like a mute. Um, it is kind of strange, but I think it's kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. It's different. You know, I think it's needed. If this turned out to be just like a remake and it was pretty much the same sort of plot as the first movie, then I think it would have struggled. The fact that Rob Zombie added a lot more of this color, colorful stuff. And again, the, the grungy, grimy, abusive side of it is still there. But I think for 2007, it felt like it had its place amongst like horror movies around about that time. And yeah, I thought it was a solid adaptation. I actually only saw this for the first time in 2018, so I never ever saw it. I watched it like in the build-up to watching the 2018 Halloween. For the, the new one. Time. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I have more things that I like about this one. We have less absolute... <clears throat> like doolally nonsense of the of horses and everything, and you, you're right. There's there's some things to like about this movie. I do kind of like the adaptation um, and the attempt to put some more backstory into it. I'm not against that. He doesn't just have to be, uh, you know, a, a lunatic. I I'm I'm all right with him having a a traumatic past. It loses that string a little bit when we you know we when we see other things as well like because it humanizes him to agree that he's a nice little boy um to begin with and then he has this thing when he puts the masks on i i kind of lose that thread a little bit i don't understand how one thing eventually leads to the other um yeah but there are there's some interesting kills to it there's some 
there's a nice attempt to do some origin here. Um, and there's, you know, there's a great degree of tragedy to it if you look at it from the, from the beginning, but just as an enjoyable movie to watch, especially because slashes are inherently just that little bit sillier and a little bit more, I feel it lacked a bit of joy and glee as part of the, and it seems weird, like joyfulness in that there are teenagers getting slashed up into mints, but like, <laughs> it, I think it takes itself all very seriously. And I think the, the everyone being a little bit abusive, again, even in a film that has a dark tone, there is room for people that are just nice. There, there are room. There's, there's room for people to be a little bit nicer, and also it kind of freaks me out a little bit that we get like a sex scene with someone who, watching these chronologically, was a little kid in the last movie I saw, and I was like, oh, this is odd. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, very odd. And I was like, oh, I, I, I know. In reality, between these films, we made twenty years has passed, but I watched the, I watched you as a little kid, like in a couple, a couple of movies ago, and um, this is weird. Yeah. Very odd. Um, it feels like it's a double-edged sword, I think, because it. on one hand, it's like having a, Michael Myers have a bit of a fleshed-out backstory where you see him as a kid and spend a lot of time with him as a kid and kind of understand the kind of life he, he, he led before he lost his shit. Um, that's interesting, but at the same time, it kind of does take away the mystery and the mythology mm. of that character. Like when somebody gives... <clears throat> gives a joker a name an occupation a backstory people he loved <clears throat> it makes you feel kind of like oh really i mean i'm gonna be thinking about that all the time now rather than thinking oh my god he's terrifying there's literally nothing he wouldn't do he's a walking yeah. killing machine it is just yeah i see what you mean it is kind of like oh you know i had a bad time this one he was a wrong one before though because he's he killed that rat in the first scene as well oh so. yeah that rat that rat poor little rat he just do it didn't do nothing. Didn't no, do nothing maybe you well. should. Maybe you should go to prison for all that time, Michael Myers. And it has got like sympathy a... rescinded. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the, both Rob Zombie movies are like trailer, trailer trash. They've got like a trailer trash fetish, haven't they? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Where and again, I, I put it to you, Ben. I mean, I don't know anyone personally that lives in a trailer. I imagine some of the people that 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 live in a trailer as a home. Just totally normal, nice people. Sounds I don't. Good. I. I. I'm. I'm going to make a very brave statement and say that I don't think everyone that lives in a trailer is an abuser. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting stance to take. Uh, yeah, but yeah, very brave. I know. I, I agree. We've seen. It's. I think it's just one of those things where in cinema and in particularly horror cinema, there's like a certain classism. Class. What word am I thinking of? Yeah, like it's like classism. It's, 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 it's a bit classist in a way, where it's like if people are, it's like, oh, where did these serial killers come from? Oh, they were born and raised in a poor household, you know. So obviously yeah. they were full of abusers. They were full of. Um, and I think it's lazy shorthand for what was, you know, in many ways terrible practice in the olden days when it was based on, you know, you you shape your victims and the, your killers based on gender or race or anything like that, but then. It feels like shorthand. Oh, I damn got to change the way I write and do it in a more interesting way, but I'll make it in a less problematic thing. I'll make it about someone's social class that they've that's driven this yeah. terrible life that they've had and the choices that they make and how they are as people. Sorry, I just realised I hadn't changed the image the whole time. The whole time we were talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween, we had a picture of Laurie Strode with Michael Myers staring at her from behind a window. 
go in there. Oh, you needed to, get, needed to get a good look. Needed to get a good look. <clears throat> but the image is quite cool. It's the one where he's got the paper pumpkin mask on with all the hair over it. I think that's a good image. Yeah. It's got it's... big cane energy in that one, I feel. Oh, yeah, definitely. Big red machine energy before, you know, well, I was going to say before he put on the weight, but he looks pretty imposing either way. Um, so, what number that was, was that? my number nine. Number nine, okay. So your, mine... Yours higher, so it's your nine. So my number nine is uh, Halloween 5. The Revenge of Michael Myers. Very weird mask in this one. Uh, looks... Yeah. Looks like looks like the Halloween mask was it on a hot wash, and it's shrunk and warped and gone all a bit weird. Uh, yeah, very very strange. I found, I felt like it just ran out of ideas because in at the end of number four there was so much promise with Jamie killing. I don't think she killed her mum. Actually, she just stabbed her. Didn't just she? just gave her a stabbing. Just gave her a little just friendly banter. stabbing. I thought that sets up a lot. Imagine Michael Myers milling about and you're like, shit, there's Michael Myers over there. And suddenly, ah, from behind, a little girl dressed as a clown. Yeah, she, yeah she, had little, she had a little clowny mask on. Imagine if he joined, like, he could, if they teamed up, he could, like, she could go on his back and ride on his shoulders and he could throw her, like, That's at people. Great Streets of Rage character energy going on there. Yeah. Little duo. Uh <laughs> So, I, yeah, I felt like it just ran out of ideas. It took something that was an interesting idea at the end of number four, pretty much just completely abandoned it. But I will say again, Daniel, Danielle Harris is great. I think she's a great actress, um, and I really do feel her, even though it's like she, making the most of her having a telepathic link in some way with Michael Myers. Yeah, I still that think... I didn't like so much. I didn't like it that she has a telepathic link, and I think she's better at acting when she's allowed to talk. She spends a lot of this one being like shock mute, doesn't oh, she? Yeah, yeah. Where she had a she had a she had a big surprise and then spends time going ah, 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 and like Loomis like shaking and going, Jenny, you gotta tell me what the Loomis <laughs> Loomis is pretty horrible to her, like at all times, pretty much. It's like at the end of his rope, he's been doing this job too long. He's at the end of his bloody tether. He's like oh, he just needs to go and retire somewhere because he's just getting bogged down with yeah. Michael Myers. She, yeah, always shaking around because she can't talk. Give her a piece of paper. Let her write this stuff down. <laughs> Give her a piece of paper. Okay, so that's my number but five. She recovers, she recovers from that, though. Um, but yeah, again, I, I'm with you on this one, Ben. Like it's, I have it a little, little bit higher on my list. Um, again, it's got some good kills to it. Um, there are some good moments to it. Um, yeah. But mostly, it's a feeling of disappointment. I guess this is what... Halloween has been doing this to us long before people had problems with the new Star Wars trilogy. It's like yeah. something gets set up in the previous film uh-huh. and then the new film starts and someone goes, nah, not that. That thing that you were thinking this is going to be, well, we couldn't put a film you'd all predicted, so something else. Something we're not else. Gonna, we're not going to pay out on that one. Yeah. We'll just it's, get it back to the status quo. It is frustrating because films, especially like nowadays, films are so keen on setting up sequels or, or trying to start movie universes shared universes and stuff like that that films are always trying to think ahead and it's so frustrating when, when either they don't pay out on them or the or the next film doesn't get made because then you're just like well you kind of tarnished what could work as a standalone thing by going oh actually what if 
I don't know. I'm just thinking of the mummy with Tom Cruise. What if all the other ones came into this? <laughs> it feels like it's the opposite um, of like a challenge that you might have. A group of friends of mine used to like have a little writing exercise where what they would do is they would take it in turns to write a chapter of a, oh, yeah, of a story that they were doing. And then they would set up an event or like, you know, and they were writing with individual characters. So they would set up that their characters had put the others in a difficult situation. They defeated them or, you know, they'd done these things they were going to win. And then the other person would, you know, they would try and carry on from that and they'd write the next chapter like and solve the challenges that someone else had set for them. It feels like they're playing a variation of that, except instead of taking that challenge and, you know, improv classes they're not yes anding the ideas it's like the subsequent writer director has come in and gone right how quickly can i shut down what has been set up in the previous movie yeah. and get rid it's of it it's almost like i want to take ownership creative ownership of it so i'm not going to carry on anyone else's idea because you know maybe that maybe the person who wrote the previous film didn't didn't want them to or probably not that yeah. they probably just want to do something different it feels yeah. like they they very quickly try and shut these things down and that's the disappointment of of halloween five but there are some creative kills in it yeah some of the kills are all right so now now we're down to number eight which for you is uh, my number eight is halloween kills halloween kills so obviously if you want to hear me and Andy, alongside Luke, discuss Halloween Kills at great length. Um, then listen back to the episode we did in October um, on the main Horror Hangout feed. But I think the reason it's so low um, for you and me, it's a li- actually it's a little bit higher than eight for me, but the reason it's number eight for you, I guess, is just a fact it was, it was a major disappointment. Yeah, like, again, I can say positives... I can say positives for it. I think the it's a modern film, so it looks great, and they've spent money on it, so it looks very good. Like looks wise, kills wise, it's imaginative, it's it's well delivered. But two things: one, I don't think you should be able to make a horror sequel and very boldly on you know on a big sign that you're outside with saying. I'm ignoring all of these previous ones. This follows on from the sequel that I made that follows on from, um, you know, just the original. I'm ignoring all of these other things that go, uh, that came in between, all the other things that the franchise devolved into. But then reference half of them from a billion different timelines so hard um, and be, you know, and you're bringing back all those characters. So Tommy's back. He's not Paul Rudd this time. Um, So, you know, Tommy's back and you're leaning into all these legacy characters and so on. And then the other thing, and maybe this is more an emotional response versus the filmmaking response. I feel like it was an overreach. It's clear that they had an idea to bring back Halloween and then have Halloween kills. And this reeks of something that was in the middle. They strung this idea out because they'll make more money making three movies than two. And I left that movie with the way it ended, feeling that my time had been wasted because what we've done is spent two hours getting to exactly where we were at the end of the last one. Yeah. Which is, uh... I've got to play change these pictures every time we do it. Halloween <laughs> 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 kills. <coughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with you entirely. And I think since I've had longer to stew on it, you know, another. Or angry. <laughs> 
more like proper indifferent about it. Like, oh, what? It's, it's almost like really reduced my interest in going to see Halloween Ends now. I mean, I know I will, but it's yeah. really made me think, like, if I'm doing a list of, oh, here are my most anticipated movies of 2022, I don't think it's going to get anywhere near it just because of that. And after Halloween 2018, I was so hyped for Halloween Kills. Yeah. That's it. I think it's for me. I've probably had a visceral reaction because of the of the letdown to it. Like Halloween twenty eighteen, I place very highly on this list. I think it's very well done. Mm. Same director, same team behind it, but it yeah. just felt like a big old waste. It was a mid the middle movie of a trilogy, and it did, essentially didn't need to exist. It's like right, okay, if yeah. if the first of this trilogy is this big event and this and the, the last of this trilogy is a big event don't just go sticking a movie in the middle to make it a trilogy just because you want it to be a trilogy yeah i don't know and uh, i'm also throwing out there as well spoilers for this movie by the way if you haven't seen it but the i guess the one major event that might happen is that the mom so karen maybe she she dies but actually i don't see if i, I see her get stabbed I don't see it get like smashed like the other people do on camera. So I'm not even will I'm not even fully committed to say that she's gonna be dead. She might still be about in the next Basically, one. So Michael wanted ev- to do was have a look out of his window. <laughs> yeah, ev- everyone's invincible, just like Michael. That's the that's the truth. Uh yeah, so that was your number eight. That my- was my number eight. How's your number eight? My number eight is Halloween H two O twenty years later. Um, which I didn't watch this time around but i did watch uh, in 2018 so again i think i went on a bit of a kick uh, for halloween movies before the 2018 david gordon green film i just remember having having so many cheap scares and i guess it was the year it came out you know 1998 there were a lot of big violin shrieks when there's pretty much any scare and i think it happens half a dozen times <clears throat> i think the finale is pretty great I think for the first time, it really starts to hint at what came in 2018's Halloween, which was that Laurie Strode really knows her shit when it comes to taking on Michael head head on, and she wants to, and she wants to kill him. Whereas I think, obviously in previous installments, well, she'd only been in one and two up, up until this point, but she was pretty hell, just wanted to get away. Leave me alone. Yeah. Go away. What a quiet life. So for this time was the first. And, you know, it's got a lot of interesting people in it. Um, actors from who, re- who really... like. So it's got Josh Hartnett, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Michelle Williams, LL Cool J. So it's a very 1998 film. Um, and it's nice that it happens exactly two decades after. It's, it's great that we that we got that. I did watch an interview recently with Jamie Lee Curtis where she said the only reason she came back for this movie was was so she could kill him. So who knows what conversation they had between this one and Resurrection where he went, oh, sorry, actually, that person you killed, just another bloke, just Bob uh, Robertson. Just, just a guy that had been... And this is that they reveal that in the start of Resurrection, don't they? Not It's not in H2O. Yeah. As far as we're aware, she's lopped his head off at the end of H2O. But it's just a it's just, just a, a paramedic with a poorly throat. It's a cop out though, isn't it? Because you know, imagine that. Imagine because nineteen ninety eight, we wouldn't have been getting every single thing about the movie being made on the internet, would we? So for a lot of people, seeing the trip, not even seeing the trailer, but seeing the movie in theaters, when the first time they saw heard the explanation for why he wasn't actually dead, 
And I can, can just imagine the disappointment that you must have felt when it was yeah. just like, oh, it was someone else. Also, what, you glue his head back on? Michael Myers has been in, you know, he's been in an asylum since he was like six or ten or whatever it was when he does his when he does his first murder. Um, so he's been in this asylum this whole time. Why is why are we to assume that he has like a Sherlock Holmes brain where like you know he sees that paramedic goes yes crush esophagus render him incapable of speech put my mask on him then I will quietly slip out the back <laughs> and then yeah. like, he then executes that big old plan. We need a, um, we need an explanation where he's like explaining it and all these visuals are coming onto the screen and it's just like yeah. Sherlock style goes into goes into his mind palace and works out how he's going to escape from this one. Um, but I watched this again as we went through and I in my memory going into it, Halloween HO was going to be lower and myself it's going to be one of the poor ones. Um, but then watching it, I had a lot of, I had a lot of fun with it. And I think I could watch this more than obviously the ones I've ranked lower on this list. It's uh, a slightly different position to you, Ben, but it's not far away, kind of in the mid table here. Um, and I think if I, you know, brutally honest, hand on heart, I like 1998. 1998 is a safe place for me. Very nice. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Very nice place. to be there, isn't it? Oh, there's, yeah. there's Josh Hartnett. There's Michelle Williams. All right, guys. I think nice I, to see you. I've rated it a bit higher than like six and five because there were elements. There were times when I felt like a bit bored, and even though H two O, I don't, I don't think is by any means perfect. It's, I don't think you call it a boring film, you know. And again, maybe that's the fact that it's a 1998 movie, so you kind of remember. I remember seeing this like, I didn't, I didn't go to the cinema to see it because I would have been 12. But I think I remember watching it on like one of those movie streaming website, uh, movie not website, movie like cable channel where you could pay for it. I think I saw it on oh, there. Oh, you're so. watching, a bit of, watching a bit of Skybox Office. Skybox Office, or like Front Row or something like that. And I think I remember like getting my mum to pay for it and like watch, like, like making a bit of an event out of it. So yeah, get, a couple have... of, get, get your friends around, get and watch it. And like think of it as well, like absolutely more so than almost any other entry to the franchise. This cast is bloody all stars. Look at this. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, Josh Hartnett, Michelle Williams, JGL, LL Cool J, they're all there. I think you'd want to, wouldn't you? Like, uh, Halloween is literally 20 years later from the original, one of the biggest horror movies ever, one of the biggest box office successes ever. You'd want to be in, in the sequel. And I'm sure it did, did did great at the box office. Yeah, as well. I feel like it did great. And what was that your number eight, Ben? So that's my number eight. So we both said our number eight. So your number seven. My number seven will rattle through the next couple then, because my yeah. number seven is Halloween 5. My number six is Halloween H2O. Um, So let's do another couple of your numbers because my number five is the next new one that you haven't covered yet. So my number seven is Halloween Kills. Yeah. Um, We've already discussed it. Obviously, my my number six is Halloween 2007, the Rob Zombie one. Yeah, we've already Um, done that one. So we're both on number five. So we're both on number five. Uh... Yeah, so where are you at? Number five for me is Halloween 4. Is that the return of Michael Myers? Yes. He's only bloody back. He's back again. He's back again. Mr. Renegade Master. Uh, So Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers, 1988. So there's been like a gap of... Well, we haven't seen Michael Myers since Halloween 2 in 1981, obviously. And the, the Halloween movie before that 
was Halloween 3, which was 1982. So you've had six yeah. years of no Halloween installment. Uh, mask a little is, rest. Mask is a bit weird as well here. I'm just looking at the image of it now. It looks yeah, hot bit... and fresh and like a bright white. Yeah, it looks it looks like it's just come straight off the... I don't know, like someone's made it from memory. It looks... You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. someone's gone, I'm going to make this. Like someone has drawn a picture of Michael Myers and then I think it's one of these... Like it looks like the mask of... You know um, there's a trend right now of like like... The, like the go and movie posters of these things and it's yeah. bizarrely drawn yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like like images that are from the film because they draw them without having seen the film yet mm. um it looks like the mask has been made from that yeah 100 um, it's very strange but this is the first one with with danielle lloyd as sorry mixed her name jamie lloyd is the character danielle <laughs> harris is the actor isn't danielle um, lloyd like a glamour model who Possibly um, went out with um, Teddy Sheringham. <laughs> I have no idea if there is a real Danielle Lloyd in, in any in any reality. Um, but yeah, Jamie Lloyd is great in this one. Sometimes you'll see a film with a kid at the centre and it's very annoying. But he's yeah. got a sweet little face. You feel sorry for this little kid. I feel yeah. like if you were in this thing, you'd be like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll leave it out, Michael. Piece of shit. I, I know you're a baddie. You're a big edge lord. You <laughs> stop trying to kill kids just because they're related to. It. It's not her fault. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a weird reason. I'm gonna bloody kill everyone. Uh, so, well, one note I made on this was not terrible. Uh, not terrible. The mask is naff. It feels like a sort of back to basics sort of film. Yeah. Even though it's, I mean, it's number four, so obviously it's only ten. This franchise is only ten years old at this point, but it really does feel like a back to basics thing. And I, as as I mentioned before, the final sting in this film is very effective, and it sets yeah. up it sets up an idea that doesn't get paid. <laughs> never someone else off. immediately throws away. Someone else immediately but, yeah. vetoes. But I think for that alone, it already elevates it in my mind. Just thinking like most Halloween films end a certain way. Halloween, sorry, Michael Myers almost called him Mr. Halloween then. <laughs> Mr. Halloween himself, Michael seasonal, Myers, uh, seasonal dies. scary mechanic. <laughs> seasonal scary mechanic Michael Myers dies, but then we have a close-up of like a hand moving or an eye opening or him sitting up like The Undertaker. That's how most of them end, is that, oh, he's dead, or is he? That's, what, that's pretty much the ending. Whereas this... <laughs> the end, question mark? <laughs> whereas yeah. this was like, what does it mean? Like, why is she now a serial killer? Like, what? You know what I mean, it, a lot of interesting ideas come forward. So for that alone is why it is a bit higher on my list than you. Yeah. For for me, this this film is. We spoke we spoke about this trilogy being an interesting approach. I think this is a fantastic standalone movie. On it, like it's not one. I say fantastic. It's a fun slasher movie. Um, but this film, if they just left it on that, yeah. oh, what an ending. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. That would have been that would have made sense. So my number. What five... can you imagine if you'd left it there and didn't <laughs> come to Halloween and didn't come back yeah. to Halloween H two O, and then it was her as an adult and she was a moiderer. A moiderer. Yeah. You've already got done great. a moiderer. Yeah, exactly. That would have been great. It'd have been an interesting idea, and you know, the fact that <clears throat> in the, with number three we went into anthology territory. Why not go into really ripping up the rule book? You know, but no, it almost felt like. Well, and I taking my advice in 
1988 when this came out, when I'd have been five maybe, maybe years Halloween old. Maybe Halloween 3 didn't make so much money, so they went, right, we're going to have to get old Mickey Myers I back. Think that's what, I think that's what happened. That's pretty much what happened, yeah. So, my yeah. Num- so what's my, your five? So my number five is Halloween 2. I'm getting into the last, sort of my top, the next three are kind of ranked quite similarly, I guess. Um, so Halloween 2, for me, uh, the 1981 movie that carries on immediately after Halloween 1, 19, um, 1978. Um, if, that, if, if Halloween 4 is back to basics, this feels like one of the like quintessential Michael Myers stalking Laurie Strode movie. Yeah. This um, is the basics you were getting this back is, to. This is the basics you're getting back to, yeah. So it's usually a good time when you have all those ingredients in the pl- in place but i did find it quite slow a bit uneventful in places kills a bit predictable uh he gets his, he gets shot in the eyes doesn't he <laughs> gets blasted in the eyes um i liked the kills in this one this was fun it had a nice balance of people that are nice you know lorry <laughs> and nice the uh, yeah. lorry and the nice uh the nice paramedic that knows oh, yeah. her vaguely from school yeah. i guess and it's like oh i'll get you get you a lovely can of coke in a minute um and also absolute pieces of shit like the awful the awful man who i don't know anyone would be tra- attracted to him let alone want to have sex with him in the very dangerous uh spa that you can set to burn people's oh, faces yeah. off. of course um but um it's nice to I like, return... I like the setting it's it's there's yeah. some fun things to be had with this one I say I like the setting. I like the fact that Halloween Kills returns to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. That's pretty cool. As yeah. a throw, as a throwback. And I um, like the carry on from straight up, straight afterwards. It's cool that, like, I think this is a cool little thing that it's like, hey, you a slasher movie finishes and people go to the hospital, and it's nice that it carries on yeah. from there. And it's like this is immediately afterwards. Donald Pleasance of Sam Loomis is is getting to. If if his performance in 1978's Halloween was quite reserved, and his performance in Halloween Six was pretty hammy, he's already starting to like lean more and more into the role. I find. Oh, he's crossing this one. <laughs> he's ever so cross. He's human. He's had enough. To be fair, <laughs> he hasn't been asleep, and he's probably knackered. Yeah, he's had a long day. He's a doctor. Like he's used to long days to a degree, but. That's why he's taking an office job these days. He's like, yeah. I'm not used to this anymore. I'm absolutely feel I've been up here all night. I've shot him with six of these bullets. I shot him six times. And, and in the like, eyes as well. Have your eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shoots him in the eyes. I would, again, for original franchise, you can see why. And I, I read apparently John Carpenter didn't like how this film came out. He, he wrote it, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't direct it. And he, he didn't like... Um, all of the place it came out, but directed by Rosenthal, who we discussed earlier. Directed but by he, um, too. One of the things when writing it, I know that, Resurrection, sorry. that John Carpenter always had the intention that it wouldn't be a Michael Myers thing forever. So they did the sequel and then they moved into Season of the Witch and so on. But um, uh, if we are to believe that this is where, having been pushed, this is where he would have ended it. I would have probably been fine fine with that because yeah. at this point it's been shot in the eyes and then burned up. Yeah, that makes sense. And a, and a, and a good end for Loomis as well, right? He kind of sacrifices himself yeah. to put him away. Put him away. So, yeah. I like the I like the poster as well where it's like the pumpkin with a skull 
like pretty much. Oh yeah, on the, in the beginning of the movie, it kind of goes into it. It's like, oh, pumpkin, pumpkin inside, skull in there. <laughs> There's horrible skull in there. Uh, so yeah, you've ranked it similarly. You've ranked it number four. Um, yeah, that's my little list here. Yeah, so Halloween two is number four for me. And Halloween four is number four for me. So interchangeable. I think Halloween two and four, I could, I could easily interchange. I wouldn't. It's necessarily... interesting. They've been we're... top three is going to be the same for us as well. Then it's another close. Thing. We have the same three movies left with the top three. Yeah, the same three and the same three movies left and we've listed them like pretty much in the same order as well. So this is it's interesting. We didn't we didn't converse over this at all before no. we shared our list before I shared our list today. I did have a, I did do a few changes, I think, leading up to it, but I thought, yeah, leave it at that. I'm I think gonna... I moved as as well as I was sitting down to do this, I think I flipped H2O up and Resurrection a little further down. But other than that, I'm pretty solid. What's your number three, Ben? Top three. Starting with the top three. uh, It's Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. My Uh, number three as well. Your number three as well. There we go. Um, Obviously, a complete unique movie in terms of the rest of the franchise. It's the only one not to feature Michael Myers. And it's the first of like what I guess was intended to be like an, a, now a, a series of anthology movies. Um, and I'm guessing that it obviously just didn't do so well. wasn't as well received. Directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who directed the It um, series. Not series, miniseries. Uh, Fright Night Part 2. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I think this film is, like, properly iconic. Um, yeah. And I think it's become much more of a cult movie over the last... You know, I guess sort of ten years or something. People really do like this film. Uh, they like the concept. They like all the visuals to go alongside it. Um, it's just, it's just a nice, fun, interesting film. I'm sure they could have called it something else easily. But if I thought that the next five, six films of Halloween were going to be anthology movies, I'd be invested. It's got a bit yeah. of a go- It's got a bit of like an, a goosebumps feel, but like an adult goosebumps <laughs> where. <laughs> Horrible, violent, gory things do happen. Yeah, like it's still to this day quite a unique premise for it because it is so out there. So you've gone from a spooky slasher man going out and killing babysitters and the like to, <laughs> and you know, to a very very high level version of the the scheme here. So a man who makes robots thinks. To get the kids for a bloody good joke, he robs a bit of yeah. Stonehenge and yeah. uses the magic Stonehenge rock to put into masks, which when they hear a special signal will summon ghoulies and like creepy crawlies from the creepy crawly dimension into the mask to kill kids, as I say, for a joke. Because he's like, oh, it's all about playing tricks on people this Halloween. He loves you good trick. the gods. So this will get them. This will, oh. Those kids won't see this coming. <clears throat> Tom Atkins is in this, obviously like around about the time, sort of like horror. You, you mean he was, in, he was in everything, wasn't he? Um, he was in. Uh, Talked about the Maniac Cop. Maniac not too Cop, long ago. The Fog, Creep Show. Uh, is he in Prince of Darkness? Have I imagined that? I was going to say he's in Prince of Darkness, but maybe I have imagined. Hey, that. I think I've imagined that. that. I think I've imagined it. I'm looking, I'm looking now. Uh, so yeah. Obviously, this leans more into the supernatural side of things. Um, and is there a suggestion that, that Michael Myers exists in this universe, though? Halloween is on the TV. Yeah, so right. Halloween 
is a film yeah. in this universe. Mm. So this is a separate... Maybe this is set in our timeline. Yeah. Uh, so it's an interesting concept, you know, and it is a fun film and a quintessentially Halloween film, I'd say, because it really focuses on Halloween as a holiday and it being exploited by somebody for... for well, not really gain, but evil. <laughs> exploited like- by someone for evil. I like this one. We were talking about just before we hit record on this bonus. I think we should do an episode on this one because it's a unique thing and we can chat about it and actually go through with, with Luke's assistance, of course, to find out at what point do we think that the daughter, when was she a robot from? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need to put a ta- you need to put like a time code in there and work out what's going on. And also like really quite menacing, horrible ending. Yeah. Right. Because yeah, they've they, he say like yeah, the ending of this one is that they've they've got it off most of the channels, but it's still playing on one. Yeah, <laughs> some people are people's heads are turned. So to some mush. people, let's just hope it's like the channel that the worst thing was on. Yeah, like if it. like the if like the World Cup final was on one of them, why the World <laughs> Cup would be on in October is beyond me. Uh, the World Cup final is on one of them, and like a repeat of Mrs. Brown's Boys is on another one. We're right, on to so number, number two, two, right? Yeah, oh, no, so what's this, your number two? Which way you fall in? So this could be obviously a point of contention. Uh, probably a little bit, um, would you say, a little bit controversial from both of us? Possibly? Oh, are we, are, we, are we both the same? I'm not sure I recall your list. It might be controversial. It might be controversial. I'm standing by it. So my number two is Halloween 1978, the original the same, the, the movie, very same thing. We've done all. it, and you're the same as well. Well, well, yeah. well. Interesting. Um, I mean, you could get two people with completely opposite, varied tastes for a podcast, but you know, that would be no fun. Yeah, we've Just fallen on the same. Yeah, we've fallen on the same in on this occasion. Uh, and I'm and I'm willing to stand up to this, and I think we can straight away recognise that. But by by process of elimination, it's the 2018 Halloween that's going to be both of our number ones, and I think you can you can recognise that that doesn't exist without this one. In fact, a lot of movies don't exist without this one. Yeah. But we'll cover we'll come to why the other one comes up top later. But for me, really really solid intro. This is the pure idea of what the of what the character and what the events are. Um, and it's very well done. So many iconic scenes. The way that you see him, uh, Mike Myers, appear in the in the background here. The scene in the in the cupboard, and John Carpenter's very deliberate decision to not explain everything and just have it be he's a bad man. Yeah, and the score as well. I think yeah, uh, John Carpenter's score. Obviously, it gets repurposed during a lot of the rest of the franchise, but I think here it feels that it's most it's most pure and I, I, I don't want to use the word basic again but it like really does feel like it probably, I mean, probably at the time it didn't feel so basic but because so many films have replicated this sort of like um stalker slasher um killing babysitters killing just walking around stabbing people and like the, and like the, the the sort of boogeyman aesthetic as well yeah um, it feels like it's like a, it is a trailblazer in its way, and I think you've got to respect that. But also, I feel like this is one that I I would be more interested to return to than many of the others. 
just because yeah, yeah. of its status as like you can put this on it's got that status it's got that that familiarity but also the fact as you say Ben things that you would recognize as cliches later are things that this movie really drove forward in the first place and made the tropes that they then grew into um and John Carpenter does it very well yeah yeah um and you know Jamie Lee Curtis is a I don't think it wasn't her first movie but it was one of her first roles um and became like a a scream queen icon thanks to that so uh so yeah and you, and obviously you can understand in the way that Halloween kills replicated some scenes from it or replicated the same time frame as when this film was supposed to be taking place is that like people still hold it dear and think of it as as that iconic I think that's what we're talking about the films that are higher up on my on my list have got like so many iconic moments and visuals that you really sort of remember and the ones that are much lower on the list are much are things that you've seen dozens of times before um but yeah this is the one that this is the one that started it all and i think we're gonna we we covered it on the podcast i think all three of us did didn't we yeah i think it was one of the early times when i when i joined you guys as a as a guest as we got towards the top of the first top 50 that you guys began working through yeah yeah um, so that is uh that one's that just, one's in the books and think... you've just reminded me ben like of halloween kills just to dwell back on it for a second that that's how it might have worked for me. You mentioned there are flashbacks to this nineteen seventy nine period in that uh, in Halloween Kills. Maybe yeah. that would be how it would have worked for me in its entirety. Set it all in the past. Leave Laurie and the guys to have a little rest for a bit, and give me more background and more <laughs> events that could have happened. Because obviously, the timeline that the new ones run in. Only only accepts Halloween one as having happened. There is no Halloween two with the hospital or anything, right? So that yeah, didn't that's happen correct. because yeah. that also has the sister connection, which they wanted to get rid of. Yeah. So just give us, um, especially now you've got the technology to do it and make things look like they're in the past. Make Halloween kills a replacement for Halloween two in 1979, and have that be the memories that. Give him the, you know, do a Slumdog Millionaire and have Michael Myers learn how to escape from a fire as part of that, as an yeah. experience he has in Halloween Kills, and then have him escape from the fire at the end. Um, so yeah. that this, so you can actually add to the things that are going to come into Halloween Ends rather than just spinning your wheels for a while. Um, but anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Um, Halloween, yeah. a great iconic movie, but falls second. To both of our number one. It falls second. Like, I mean, who would have thought that we would do this? What? I can't believe you've done this. But both of us have decided that the best film in the Halloween franchise is, in fact, 2018's Halloween, directed by David Gordon Green. Uh, the It vetoes everything from Halloween 2 onwards. Um, so Halloween 1 happened, and then this happened 20 years later. What? No. 40 years later. 40 years. Jesus Christ. How many years? Gee, ah, oh, you've done it. I, I feel like he would have lost, in 40 years of it being locked up, I reckon he would have lost the hunger for it. He would yeah. have, like, he would have got a nice hobby. Like, he would have enjoyed reading, or doing a puzzle or something. I mean, yeah. obviously, he's been working out still as well because he's an absolute beast. Taking up, taking up missing, it'd be like Simon Phoenix getting out of prison with all these extra skills that he's picked up. <laughs> what am I going to do with all these skills? I oh, don't worry, I've returned 
to moidering. Uh, so yeah, I I think I've mentioned before, but I think the reason I like this film so much is because it gets the relationship between him and Laurie Strode absolutely perfectly right. I feel like it's what their relationship should be 40 years later is that she's been prepping this whole time because she knows he's supernatural um tour de force he's a boogeyman she's been prepping to finally an absolute tour de force when he gets out did i say that tour de force yeah (laughs) yeah it's great he's an absolute (laughs) tour de oh i'm thinking of a pun can't think of a pun uh he's in the tour de france yeah he's in a yellow <laughs> he's in a yellow cycling kit he looks great i'd rather uh, have as i'd rather have him as a tour de force than a tour de horse like he was with uh <laughs> with in the Rob in Zombie Halloween ones. there we go yeah um yeah it's great yeah I, I follow you ben like i think it's the it's got a great dynamic between them everyone gets a good bit of screen time i like the new characters i like the old ones it's reminiscent enough of the tropes that you've got like a young couple and there's a douchey boyfriend so they're going to be separated and it does some smart things like takes her phone out of the picture because that's often a challenge with like modern horror films that now everyone has a mobile phone and the signal pretty reliable um really easy to get hold of the police and track people's locations but it it leans into the tropes it modernizes them really nicely i think the camera work and the delivery of the kills is excellently done oh i just got to talk about that tracking shot the shot that like follows him from house to house is is near perfection i mean probably my favorite like few minutes of the whole franchise like that alone is what has probably pushed me in the better in the direction of this obviously got the podcast hosts as well the oh, fact so that's that why we're like in there yeah. hints it hints so cl- it goes so closely to like revealing him we get to see the side of his face the back of his head like him you want your mask what, what how do you feel when you see this mask all that stuff is i feel like and the brutality of it was such it was a perfect balance halloween kills took it too far where there was no story it was all about the brutal kills this had the brutal kills but it had enough in terms of humanity with the surrounding had characters. Had a bit of heart to it as well. Like, I like, like you know, I felt sorry for the the friend that was the babysitter that does get killed and her boyfriend, Dave. Mm. Uh, I like the little kid that they're babysitting. He's funny. Like, you can have those moments of levity in that that makes the kills all the more shocking. Um, yeah. Where I agree. I think Halloween kills, we've spoken about it not going anywhere story-wise, but it also, I think was just a bit more mean-spirited in its delivery. And yeah. there was still a nice bit yeah. of heart to this one. So I really enjoyed it. Like, I watched this movie and I cared about it. And this one and didn't, a good get, time. didn't get bogged down in trying to bring in sort of characters that are on the peripherals of, of the franchise. It kind of had everyone who was in it as kind of important or new. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it, it gets a lot right. And I think it's genuinely quite, like, tense, genuinely quite tense genuinely quite shocking and that finale like with laurie versus michael myers and then obviously the moment where the laurie generations come together in dispatching michael myers is amazing right it's got it's a lot it, of impact it it takes the past and it also delivers a really good standalone experience for you I would go so far as to say, not only do I rank this number one, as in if I was going to sit down and watch a Halloween movie, this would often be the one I would choose. But also, if someone was coming to me, or you, Ben, saying, hey, Ben, um, 
you host a horror podcast, so uh, you'll know about you'll know about this stuff. Um, I'm going to watch a Halloween movie. Which one should I watch? If someone asked me, I would I would recommend this one every time because if you don't have, I think there's always a risk as a horror fan, and you know you're going through this over the years and the generations and the history. If someone with modern eyes who hasn't got this memory and this background in some of these older films comes to you and asks for a recommendation filmmaking has moved along uh, and there are you know there are things about pacing things about the way that um, visuals and, and character and everything work now that without the memory of those things or the appreciation for what the craft was at the time or the legacy that mm. you can sometimes watch these things and they don't don't strike a chord i watched uh, a movie with my uh, housemate many years ago now um he's significantly younger than me i watched alien with him he found it really slow found it really difficult to stick mm. with because nothing happened for the first like give them i think if you're giving someone with fresh eyes one of these things halloween 2018 is the one to show them to get them hooked in it because i think then you could go back to the original i think it would work both ways yeah i think so and by veto in a lot of the other other movies you don't sort of get bogged down in this complicated lore where you're like, wait, who, who, when did this happen? Who's this? Yeah. It's there's no like... thorn. There's no baby. There's no horses. There's none of that. It's just Michael Myers doing what he does best, which is wandering around, stabbing people up. Yeah. So there we have it. So not, not a lot of major differences between our ranking. I've got both of the images up now. So, so yeah, our top three were the same. And I think the rest were kind of like fairly interchangeable. I honestly think there's definitely a, a good section of those where I could swap the order of them out, yeah, and I wouldn't. I think be... we could. I think we could do this. Maybe we'll see. Uh, I know that Luke hasn't got strong memories of some of them. Maybe he can shook it, and we can we can have like an amalgamated answer at the end. The ultimate horror hangout ranking. The ultimate horror um, hangout. Halloween ranking. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, tell us what your favorite. Halloween movie is if you if you completely disagree with us have we have we committed sacrilege by not including the original as the best because we've both said so looking at my list as well now um yeah pretty similar but I think I put four yeah. quite high but I think coming out of four I was a lot I felt a lot more positive about it than some of the others I could even possibly put Halloween kills a bit further down now that I'm looking at it I've put it at number seven on my list but yeah there we it's go it's, yeah, let us know if you're watching this, guys, what your favourite and least favourite Halloween movies are. There is no judgment here. If you think Resurrection is absolutely Beezer, then let us know. Like, if you think that Halloween Kills is the best... And I've seen that. Like, there's been a huge discourse about that. People going, people saying that Halloween Kills is their favourite one. People can like different stuff. Live your life. That's fine. Um, you're Live wrong, your life. But... Enjoy <laughs> Michael Myers going around stabbing people. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure, like, you know, Rob Zombie is, a, is a, you know, he's a popular, influential director and he's one of those directors that people follow his body of work. There will be people for whom his his interpretations of Halloween are the main ones that, that they follow. Yeah. And that's fine. You mm. enjoy it. You're like, this is, this is our take on I it. Wonder Let where... us know what you think. Plead your case, guys. Your Change case. my mind. <laughs> change my mind I mean yeah I don't feel particularly like uh, passionate about some of these films so you know if you love them then great if you hate them also I wonder where 
Halloween kills, uh, Halloween ends. Sorry, will feature on these lists eventually. Yeah, going to be annoying wonder. when it comes out because because it's a nice 12, 12 on the list looks lovely, looks lovely and neat. Thirteen, oh, oh, for although sake. thirteen, maybe Jason will turn up at the end. Oh yeah, big big multiverse crossover. There we go. So uh, thanks very much for listening to this. Uh, if you're listening on Patreon, then thank you. If you're not listening on Patreon, you're listening on something else because we early access for patrons, uh, then consider becoming a patron um, because you get early access to all this stuff which is nice it's lovely it sounds delightful uh, pa- patreon.com forward slash horror hangout go check it out but until next time we will uh, yeah tell us what also tell us what franchise you think we should do a ranking of next Friday the 13th uh, bit of Freddy bit of Freddy Chucky, Chucky. yeah something else or something completely different you know tell us and uh, we probably one before time Oh man, Lamb Before like Time. hundred of them. It Jesus, will be. There all year. It'll be a nine-hour episode, but yeah. Okay, nice one. Thanks very much. Thanks, Andy. That was fun. I will uh, See you later, catch everyone. you later. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.